Hey, this is Brad Biley, and you just found Insights, the most listened to podcast by recruiters and staffing owners who want to learn what's working in recruitment and digital marketing. If you're new to the show, here's what you can expect to hear. Every other week, Matt Lozar, Haley Marketing's Director of Recruitment Marketing, and I, our Director of Digital Marketing, break down what's working for staffing and recruiting firms across North America. But Insights is not a marketing show. It's a show built to help you get more job orders and more applications. And whether you stumbled upon the show or you're here on purpose, we're glad you're here. Let's get to it. What's up? This is Brad Biley, and welcome back to another episode of Insights, the podcast built to help you with your recruitment and digital marketing. As always, I'm joined by Haley Marketing's Director of Recruitment Marketing. He's Matt Lozar. Matt, how are we feeling this week, buddy? We're doing well, Brad. How are you? I'm good, man. We're we're past the halfway point in 2023, right? I don't know the exact date, but we're we're tipping into almost July when we drop this, right? So we're getting there, man. We are. Um, I thought about that at the end of May when I was like, wow, this is like June and that means it's half over. And then if I think like a dad, that usually means, oh, thanks, Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas is up and you know, it's already 2024. But one thing I will not do, and I know you won't do, we will not say that like summer is over just because it started in July 4th. No, no, we enjoy summer. Last year around this time, you went off on a rant. Yeah. I don't know the exact episode or the number, yeah. but you got upset at people who said summer was over at like the end of July. It, no, it's like July 4th. They're like, oh, July 4th is over. And then it's like, oh, you know, end of July. And then no, we enjoy summer. Enjoy your days. We don't get a lot of them in the Northeast. No. Um. And maybe this will be an annual thing. If you do it once, it's, you know, can't be annual, but not if you've done it twice. Enjoy your summer, everyone. Absolutely, man. Enjoy it while it's here. Get in your golf. Get in anytime you can on a lake. Find some water. Yeah. Do what you can to be outside because we are one day closer to winter. Matt, actually, I, I was just thinking the other day, I don't know how I do it, man. I love to be outside. I absolutely love it. Whether I'm working outside or going for a walk or a run or just being outside with the lawn, like living in Buffalo, I don't know how I do it. I'm a completely different person right now than I was five months ago. Mentally, emotionally, everything about me is different right now. Do you run? No. Okay. I didn't expect you to call me out on the podcast. No. If if we're mixing in cardio, it's usually walking on an incline. Okay. Um, we're not running though. We're not running. Okay. I didn't expect that from you. That's now fine. all the listeners know that I'm a fraud. <laughs> you're, 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 no, but your fitness goals are not to run. Your fitness goals are something else, yeah. different ways to get in shape for Correct. everyone. So I still want to make sure I didn't miss a memo here that um, I could have a running buddy. So, you know. You don't, but I, I will tell you, I am looking into a half marathon just to say I did it. I did that once. You did one? I did. You got through it. You, you lived to tell the tale. It did. It was, um, when was this? I got married. What year did I get married in 2011? So it was right before that, um, end of April. It was the, the, um, Grand Island half marathon, super flat, great course to run flat. Maybe the Buffalo one could be your cup of tea too, but Grand Island, um, did it once. Somebody asked me if I was due to a marathon. I said, absolutely not. And I've stuck true to that. And it's a lot of training, but it's worth it. And good for you if that's your goal, whatever it is. So it's not like the goal right now, right? Like we we have very specific goals in the gym right now, but I've been looking into the Spartan race and the Tough Mudder. I, I'd like to have something to work towards, right? And none of those are coming anywhere near Buffalo, but there are half marathons like every other week, whether it's from a, you know, a local county is doing one or whatever. So like that's something that you could in theory train for. 
I'd love to do a Tough Mudder. I'd love to do the Spartan, but 2023 isn't going to be the year for that for me. That's all right. But um, extended intro today apparently went from weather to our our workout goals. And now we're going to just go to to Brad needs some some everyone. Brad needs some therapy on social media. Yeah, let's go from physical well-being to just all around mental well-being. And Matt, I'm going to be honest, man, this this might come off as a therapy session. Um, And, you know, once a week I get in front of this microphone, some people listen and hopefully you can relate to this take. But I'm kind of losing it, Matt, when it comes to social media. How so? I deleted TikTok the other day. Okay. Because why? I, I was on it for hours. I looked at the screen report, Matt, and I didn't know where my day went. It, it it was exhausting. And it was just like, why am I doing this? Nothing I'm looking at is of value. Nothing I'm doing here is bettering who I am. If anything, I got so f- caught up in that darn sub that got lost. Like I was going to go and find it. Oh, yeah. It was just dumb. So, so I deleted it. I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Twitter is a bigger waste of time. Regardless of who I follow on Twitter, I'm not seeing any of that content anymore. Twitter is, dude, I saw a guy get shot on Twitter the other day. I'm not following that account. Oh, no. Like, why, why am I getting no. that? It, it's disgusting. Goodness gracious. Yeah, absurd. So obviously you block that account and you keep moving, right? But like, what is, what is going on here? Facebook. I swear every post on Facebook is an ad at this point. And, and that's because, and, and we've talked about this on insights before you see the posts that you engage with or they pay for your attention. I get that. I don't see posts from friends or family members anymore because I don't engage with posts from friends or family members anymore. So Facebook shows me less. I can't go on Facebook anymore though, Matt, because nothing that comes up is of any value to me at all. Um, at least when I was super into sports cards, I was getting posts from those groups and I was seeing things like that. And that was enjoyable right now. I have no point to go on Facebook besides to post a picture of my son so that my family can see LinkedIn is the modern MySpace. Everybody on LinkedIn thinks they're a motivational speaker. Everybody on LinkedIn is in their feelings and has just things to say. Oh, I know we shouldn't be using LinkedIn for this, but that's all anyone uses LinkedIn for these days. Oh, I know I shouldn't be posting this on LinkedIn, but here I go for the 15th time this week. Listen, man, maybe I ruined this on the show by saying, hey, we need personal brands on LinkedIn and you should talk about who you are and make online an extension of who you are offline. I can't look at LinkedIn anymore because nothing that I see there is of value. So Matt, and this is super crazy for me to to say, I'm over it all. And I'm the social media guy. And you know I'm the social media guy. But like I can't I can't do this anymore. Social media sounds stale. That's what I'm hearing. You're bored. It's awful. You know, but you know what isn't stale, Matt, is YouTube. I watch probably five or six hours of YouTube a day. Um, and let me backtrack there because I'm working throughout the day, but that's where I get all my podcasts, right? So it's on in the background. But that's super, super targeted. I want to watch Mind Pump, so I watch Mind Pump. I want to watch TED Talks, so I watch TED Talks. Super, super targeted. There's a channel that I want to watch and I watch it, like TV. Other than that, though, it's awful. But take it a step further. It's targeted audience-wise, sure. but it's also targeted. It's good content. Right. If Facebook, LinkedIn, if any of those platforms you just rattled off had good content, you'd spend your time there. And Matt, and they all do have good content, right? Like I, I'm in a lawn care group on Facebook. That is good content for me when I see it, but I don't see it. TikTok, 
Um, perfect example. I wanted to look at how to do a specific exercise. So I went to TikTok because it's short form videos and it was people showing you and walking you through it. That was super targeted when I searched for it. However, the feeds are a waste of my time. So what's our lesson here for the industry? I don't know. I don't know. And and when we were prepping for the show and and we said, well, what are we going to talk about this episode? And we have a couple, you know, actual staffing related topics and things that we want to get into. I said, I'd love a therapy session. And I'd love to talk to you about where my head's at with social media. Right now, on we're recording June 23rd, 2023. Maybe I just need a break from it because I'm exhausted by looking at nonsense. And I don't want to be bothered with nonsense anymore. I, I I find my time to be very valuable. The time that I have, I'm trying to be more intentional with every minute of the day so that I'm not wasting time. And to sit here and to look at my screen report and just to know I'm on social media for hours a day looking at nothing that is doing anything for me is a ginormous waste of my time. So what does that mean for your staffing firm, right? You're sitting here listening. First off, I'd love to know if you agree. If you're finding that LinkedIn or TikTok or Facebook or Twitter, man, I didn't even mention Instagram. I don't even use Instagram. I don't like it. I've never liked it. I, I know how to use it for work and for business purposes, right? Where we, I understand the nuance of Instagram, but I don't use it personally. If you're listening, I'd love to know. Shoot me a note on LinkedIn. Let's talk. Let's have a conversation. If you fundamentally disagree, let's bring you on the next episode and tell me why you love social media right now. But me right now, I think I need a break, Matt. And I think I just need maybe maybe a cleanse for the summer of just shutting it down and saying, listen, let's let's try again in the fall. But, you know, friends, I think if you're listening now and you're thinking, well, well first off, why does this matter to me? I don't know. I mean, if 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 the thought is, okay, well, Facebook isn't showing organic content, we need to run ads. That's a pretty good takeaway. If the thought is LinkedIn is, in my opinion, Matt, it's it's MySpace right now. Everyone has a personal motivational take that sounds just like everyone else's, so much so that none of them are any good. But we can run targeted ads there too, and it can still be very business-oriented. Matt, help me here, man. Be my therapist. So I am. We're, we, all feel, we also all have to send Brad um, a bill here at the end of the episode Sure. for, for our, our time as his therapist. Send it to Haley Marketing. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I have a take here and it's going to be, we need, I'm going back to an old, not a friend of a show, an influence of the show from many years ago of Gary Vaynerchuk. Of course. He would say content's always good. Do what ha- makes you happy. So if you need to delete from your apps from social, Brad's not the first person to ever do it. Brad's not the last person to ever do right. it. But I think content wise, we need to zag and you know, zig when everybody's zagging or whatever it needs to be. Beautiful take. What can we do that's a little bit different? You talked about LinkedIn. Everybody's doing the same thing. You may have been ahead of the curve with personal branding three to five years ago. It was more than three years ago. Goodness, when we were in the office. What can you do that's a little bit different? Facebook, what can you do that's a little bit different? Is it with you know videos? Is it with the group? The groups seem to have been saturated right now. Advertisements are there. Twitter's, you know, a news space, so that's gonna be a little difficult. Instagram, if it's TikTok, you know, maybe it's YouTube. Maybe it's fully embracing YouTube and it's going to have this big surge. Maybe it's looking at streaming ads. We talked about that a little bit. Like people are going to more streaming platforms and you know, jumping in there. Or is it the Discord communities, the Reddit communities? You know, if everybody's doing one thing, maybe we have to, you know, the zigzag approach right now on what how do we jump ahead of it? The tough part is if you try to jump ahead too much, like Brad said, the algorithm won't reward you and you'll just go 
basically a shadow band for lack of a better term, right? Nobody just to see you. Um, I think that's the, the way you need to go is to figure out what's different and really think about it. And yeah, there's a uniqueness of each platform. Like Facebook, you do the ads. I think text posts work great on LinkedIn, et cetera, et cetera. What can you do that's a little bit different to reach your audience? I love that take. I don't know that I have much to add to that take. I, I think understanding that I personally loved TikTok for a while. I'm tired of it. That's okay. I loved Facebook groups for a while. I'm tired of it. That's okay too. So so to Matt's point, if we're zigging when everyone is zagging, understanding what your audience might want, Matt, it kind of also alludes to you don't know what your audience is going to want, so you have to give them things in different areas, right? So um, we'll take the mind pump example. We've said it before. It's a podcast. I've never listened to it on a podcast player. I want to watch it, right? And even if I'm not watching it, I can at least it's on in the background, but that's how I want to consume that podcast. I don't want it as a YouTube short. I don't want it as a podcast. I want to run the whole show on my TV in my living room and that's it. That's where I want to consume that content. So are you doing that? Are you giving your audience, your candidates, your clients the opportunity to say, listen, if I don't want to be here anymore, I'm still going to see Matt Staffing Firm's messaging. Because Matt, that's also another good point. If Facebook goes away tomorrow and you have all of your chips invested in Facebook, what happens to your brand? It disappears. So Matt, I mean, to get us out of here, I, I think you you had a phenomenal take. Understanding when you need to zig instead of zag. If everyone is moving one way, it's probably time to move another way and stand out from the crowd instead of joining the crowd. And And honestly, man, personally... I think it's just time for me to take a break from social for a little bit. I love creating content like the audio on the, the podcast. I love creating videos. I don't want to be a part of social right now. It just it kind of is what it is. And it's scary. It's interesting. I've done social for so long. Um, you know, over gosh, probably 12 years now. I just need a break. So friends, I, I think, you know, one, if you're feeling the same thing, I'd love to know. Let's have that conversation. Shoot me a note on LinkedIn. Let's talk about it. If you're not feeling the same way and you're even more aggressively posting on LinkedIn or more aggressively posting on TikTok, let's have that conversation too. So you can find me, Brad Biley, on LinkedIn. Let's have the conversation. Let's talk about it. Let's go from there. And of course, if you want to expense this therapy session, you can look up Haley Marketing's address on Google, uh, and I'm sure they'd love to pay that therapy bill for you. Matt, let's talk about hierology. Am I saying that right? Gotta be. Hireology put out a state of hiring report where they really chronicled the modern worker. Matt, you brought this to my attention while we were planning for the show. Said you want to talk about it and really talk about some of the biggest findings from, again, the Hireology Modern Worker State of Hiring Report 2023. Matt, let's start with you, man. Give us one of your biggest takeaways. There's a lot of great data in here. Um, I think it's a great snapshot of some things. And my one of my biggest takeaways, I think, at the start is the the report talks about people are eager to work, but I think it digs into the expectations candidates have in that 31% expect an interview in the first 48 hours. Take that out to three days, it jumps up to 55%. So that's interesting. Let's go a little bit further. Half of candidates say they'll ghost you if you don't meet their interview and response expectations. And the last part, which I think is super interesting and ties this all together, 
61% of people take the first offer they get, and it's up to 79% if they'll take this up to the first or second offer. So people want to be hurt, want to interview, response quickly. They will ghost you if they don't hear it quickly. But if you offer quickly, they're going to accept. That sounds to me like people want to work. They just don't want to work for their current employer. I don't know about that. The report. There, people are, people, maybe, right? So, so let me share my take first. The report doesn't say that though. But it's, but I'm inferring that someone wants to take, right. So the report's saying that people want to work, but they also want to have an interview within 24 to 48 hours. Mm-hmm. They're taking the first offer they get. Leads me to believe someone's upset. They're applying and they're moving quickly. They're making a, 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 a quick decision. Yeah, because later you talked about 71% of people say they're loyal to their employer. So are they though? I don't know. That's yeah, interesting. But um I hear you. I hear you, man. I'm just trying to trying to make sense of the data myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it leads to a perfect segue to automation. Yeah. And candidate automation. Yeah. You don't have to be the person that does the initial outreach after I click the apply button. And there's a lot of good apply data in there. Nothing too new, just have short applications. Um, and don't make people input their resume after they submit their resume. That's a big turnoff. But candidate automation feels like the right way. It's 90% of people said they would respond to text if texting made the process go faster. So people are open to that, I think, in the right way. And it's just, there's some huge expectation. I mean, 79% of people said they accept one of the first two offers. Think about that. You're a staffing industry in Buffalo, New York. Everybody needs that same $15 to $20 worker, or if it's higher or lower, whatever it is. If Matt applies to the job at Brad Staffing Company, you can give me the first offer three out of five times. I'm saying yes. I will play those odds every single day. And it's also, I was reading this and I was like, damn, Amazon was smart. Why is that? Amazon's giving me an offer by the end of my application. Do they? Sometimes they were. I'm pretty sure it was Amazon. Somebody was. Yeah, yeah. But like... If they don't need to talk to someone, if they can go through all the, you know, hoops that I need to jump through quickly, I'm more likely than not going to accept an offer. That's crazy. I mean, that's 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 the gig economy. That's I want to drive for Uber right now. Go do it. Sure. Um so so 71% of people are taking the first or second offer. What I thought is interesting 61. Oh no, 61 first, 792. Okay. Sorry. What then I thought was interesting is that 46% of people are applying to more than 11 jobs. 33 are applying to more than 16. Yep. So we're spraying. We're hoping. We're, we're, we're casting a wide net. We're applying, let's say, 33% of people are applying to 16 jobs, but then 61% of people are taking the first offer. That, to me, screams we need to be faster, which to Matt's point is how do you tie in automation? How do you tie in a better process? If somebody applies to your open job on your job board on Wednesday night, are you getting back to them on Thursday? When are you getting back to them? Because if they're applying to 16 equally exciting jobs, whatever, they're applying to 16 other jobs in Buffalo, New York, data showing 61% of people are going to take the first offer, you're missing out on good talent because you're taking too long. And they're applying to a lot of jobs because 47% are starting on a job board. That's where almost half of people are starting their search. And you know, if you've been on Indeed or ZipRecruiter, it's easy to apply to a lot of jobs quickly. So that's why it, we're, we're applying to a lot of jobs. But Brad's exactly right. It's once I apply to that job, how quickly are you reaching out? And I know quality is a problem. So look at your process. How can you 
work on quality of candidate, quality of interview, more automated? Can you, you know, do it with pre-call screener questions? Can you do it with post-call questions of or post-call information of after Matt applied, send me some texts, you know, based on that job. How do I meet the qualifications there? Because we work with um a trucking company out in California where one of their biggest challenges is, oh, you need six months of experience with this. You need two months of driving class or two years of driving class A. You need one year of driving class A. People still apply for the job if they're just, you know, random Matt down the street here who thinks he can drive the rig. You know, maybe you can look at that after the, the apply process where people, okay, I applied for this job because we don't read the job description. Matt, do you have two years of class A commercial CDL experience? No. Okay. Maybe you can do this as a delivery driver. Right, I can drive Amazon vans. Um, Dude, a guy showed up the other day in just a minivan. Yeah. He wasn't even driving an Amazon van. Yeah. So that's the takeaway, I think, from this report. And Brad was right. People want to work. It literally says, I think, number one, eager to work. The speed is vital. It's That's the important takeaway. You can't just rely on looking at the resume getting to it in two days, and then complaining you have nobody to work. There's another data point in here that I like. This is a really good report, Matt. Again, it's the Hireology State of Hiring Report from 2023. We will put the link to it in the show notes so you can link over to it um, and and read it for yourself. Matt, there was a section in here, if you're following along, it's on page nine about the convenience when applying. And it talked about how 63% of people said they have chosen not to apply to a job they were interested in because the application required repeating information that was on a resume. This to me is, I, I get it, I understand it, but it's garbage. If, if we're asking someone to upload a resume and then on the next screen asking them to then fill in all that information, 63% of people are not doing that. So we can say, oh, there's no good talent, there's no candidates, there's no applicants. The data is just showing that they're giving up because you're asking them to do the same work twice. On top of that, 73% of people that, that were surveyed said that they've given up on a job application because it simply took too long to complete. Um, and when prompted about how long is too long, a third said they'd never spend more than 15 minutes. 54% said they would never spend more than 30 minutes. Matt, I think it's going to be it's going to depend on the role, right? If you're a, a warehouse production line worker, that feels like it could be a quicker resume. Someone who's looking for a director of whatever role, that's probably a little bit of a longer application. Um, but I think what's really astonishing to me is 63% of people are choosing not to apply simply because they have to do repeat work and repeat information. It feels very enterprise ATS data point. Like, I, I mean, some there's some um, applications in the industry that aren't great. I feel like the staffing industry does do better than most because when you read this, you say, oh, 15 minutes. Like, literally, in the recruit marketing industry, length of application is measured in 15-minute intervals, which is crazy to me. Um, it should probably be measured in five-minute intervals. But that's, you know, it's not like it, it's under 15, it's 15 to 30, it's over 30, it's it's crazy. So that's probably an enterprise ATS issue because it has to go into their system. Not to say it should happen at all, but as a staffing company, that can be a differentiator for you to just have a quick, short application and don't require Matt to say, okay, you know, Matt's applying to this job. Oh, where else have you worked? Input, employ, current employer, input, employer two. Like nobody wants to do that. 
I remember when I was 22 and applying to jobs, I didn't want to do that. I'm like, this is dumb, but whatever. You don't know anything else. So just think about the candidate the whole time. The candidate experience is so vital and key. It will help you from the whole time, from the time they find your job to apply to your job, to communicating to your job after. How can you help them just have a really nice experience? And that's going to set you up for success because then there's also... It's on this report, but there's data that shows, you know, from the interview process, application process, onboarding process, that leads to candidate employee loyalty. So you're starting that from day one, your employee retention. Matt, you've had a great show, bud. You've had some great takes today. You came to play for sure. I, I, I think you're spot on. The candidate experience is everything. The customer experience is everything. And if we're taking too long or we're asking people to do repeat work, we're asking them to do too much, they're going to go somewhere else. Everyone's time is valuable. We said it in segment one, whether it's on social media, whether it's an email. We've talked about how absurd cold calling through email is. We've talked about that on the show. Whether it's on the you know job boards, whether it's through the application process, everyone's time is valuable. Are we treating our candidates and our prospects' time as if it's the most important thing that we're worried about? Because we should be. And if we're not, that's why there's drop-off. So Matt, a couple of great takes, man. Hey, before we get out of this one, there's one thing we want to tell you about. There's going to be an insights takeover on Lunch with Haley on July 13th at 2 p.m. So if you're unfamiliar with Lunch with Haley, it is Haley Marketing's monthly webinar series. You can go to lunchwithhaley.com. But every month, someone from Team Haley, sometimes we have guests, put together a great webinar for the staffing and recruiting industry. Well, the marketing team reached out to Matt and I and they said, hey, why don't you take over the show? So on July 13th, Matt and I will be taking over Lunch with Haley, and we're going to be running an Insights podcast, well, directly on Lunch with Haley. With over 120 shows recorded on Insights, we're hoping to bring some new and exciting takes to that Lunch with Haley episode. So what you can do is go to lunchwithhaley.com and register for that uh, show, that episode, on, again, July 13th at 2 p.m. But please don't just register. There's also going to be a call to action, again, at lunchwithhaley.com, where you can submit a question for Matt and I to answer on that episode of Lunch with Haley. So again, if you go to lunchwithhaley.com, you can register for the Insights Takeover, where Matt and I are going to run a live podcast episode where we break down what's working for recruitment and digital marketing on Lunch with Haley, again, July 13th at 2 p.m. Matt, I had a good time today, man. How about you? Yeah, great show. A little bit different. Don't have a ton of takeaways from us, but you know we're working through social. It you know kind of feels stale. Um, Brad went to therapy, which he helped out with, and I just thought that higher allergy report was awesome. Some great takeaways. Hopefully, you can use it. People in the industry can um, validate their own process and get some more candidates faster. Well, hey, that's our show, and thank you for listening to another episode of Insights. If you found this episode valuable, we would love to know. You can message Matt or Brad on LinkedIn to share your thoughts. If you have a question for us, you could tweet us at Haley Marketing and let us know what you're thinking or email info at HaleyMarketing.com. And of course, if you need a hand with your marketing or recruitment marketing initiatives, we would love to help. You can check out HaleyMarketing.com to get in touch with our team of marketing educators and be sure you tell them that Insights sent you. For my podcast partner, Matt Lozar, this is Brad Biley. We'll see you next time. <laughs>